let's give the choirs a hand for leading us into worship. We finished with Ephesians, in case I didn't tell you last time I preached it. Not too much more I could have gotten out of that. So we are embarking on a new two-sermon series. Probably, probably, huh? Two, two, two. (laughs) We want to set the holiday season, the Christmas season. So we got two sermons that we want to deal with that, then we're going to move on. Amen. Thank you, Deacon Jet, for encouraging our folks um, to have the right perspective. Amen. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Do not allow um, advertisement and things to take you out of what it's supposed to be. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, when you turn to the book of Isaiah, Old Testament, but Isaiah prophesies about the coming of Christ, he deals with almost every element of it, the birth of him, the death of him, the reign of him. You can find it in Isaiah who foretells it somewhere about 750 years before the coming of Christ. God allows him to to peer into the future and see the mystery that God kept hidden from the Old Testament. Even the angels looked down in amazement of what God was up to. Isaiah spoke and wrote, which I do not believe he fully understood, but being moved by the Holy Spirit gave us a picture of what God was going to do so that when he did it, you could look back and see this is it that God was up to. Our God is an awesome God. Our God, our God, our God. Our God is an awesome God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. I'm not going to deal with all of it. There's no way in two sermons, but, but I want to deal with verse 6. And really the first part of 6 is what I would be dealing with. It reads as such in the New American Standard. It will be before you if you don't have that particular Bible. And it reads as such. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to to uphold it with justice and righteousness. Then from then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of the host will 
accomplish this. In other words, it will be done. <laughs> it will. There are some things that God has put in motion. It doesn't matter who tried to stop it or what tries to stop it. When God does it, it's going to be done. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to shout. Amen. The subject matter that I want to deal with this morning, the cost of our salvation, the, the cost of our salvation. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say hallelujah. Father, fill this place with the manifestation of your presence. Let there be such an anointing in this place that even those who don't want to hear will hear. Father, not only speak to us generally, but I believe that you speak to us particularly. I believe that there's a message for somebody that they may get what they need to run on to see what the end's going to be. Father, I pray that you order my lips, order my thinking, bring back to my remembrance, and even halt me, stop me. If there's a point where you want me to stop, Lord, just, Lord, it's all about you. Allow me to become an instrument of your glory and allow us to sit in your presence, Lord. Allow us to sense your presence and know that you are speaking something, you are doing something, you are ministering stuff, something, you are meeting us where we are, but taking us where we need to be. Lord, release something in the atmosphere that when we leave out of here, we will be changed. Lord, even now, Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Isaiah writes to us, he says, a child is born, but a son is given. These are contrasting parallel statements in one sentence. If, 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 you don't, if you're not careful, you would think that it's saying the same thing, but it's not. If we're not careful, we will see one aspect of Jesus and miss the Jesus that we ought to see. <laughs> see, see, many of us, I, I hate to say it, that we are stuck on the message in Bethlehem. And we never allow Jesus to be Jesus because all we see is a baby, a child that is given to us. Y'all, I, I, I don't think y'all see me yet. Y'all feel me yet. I remember years ago when I was working at, at the foundry, there was a friend that I had, and, and we would talk about the Lord. He, he knew all the right things to say. He went to church. But in my spirit, I sensed that something was wrong. I mean, man, don't get me wrong. He, he was a moral person. He was good. It wasn't in his action. It wasn't even in his talk because he said the right thing. But, but there was something that when I went away, I said, there is something missing. 
can't put my finger on it. He goes to a Christian church. I know what they preach. They're preaching the truth. But, but, but in his presence, when I walked away, there was something. I hate to say this, that, that in some of our Christianity, we know what to say. We say the right songs. But, but there's As, as we talked farther, uh, we begin to talk, and I discovered that his view of Jesus was messed up. Uh -huh. yes. He saw Jesus as the child in Bethlehem, but what he missed was that Jesus was the son that was given. Uh, uh, I'm coming down. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to make it plain. See, as a child, that's talk about his humanness. But when you say that he's the son of God from the eastern part of the region, when they say a son, the son had the same power, had the same equality as a father. That means that everything that you can contribute to the father, you can contribute it to the son, which means that if his father was God, then the son and the child given was God. I hate to say this, but I got to say this. There's a whole lot of folks that go to church on Sunday, hear the preaching of the preacher on Sunday, and they still see Jesus just as a mortal man, but they don't see him as God wrapped up in human flesh. I don't think y'all hear me. Because watch this. If we don't see him for who he is, then us would not do what he want us to do because we would doubt the power that he has to keep us. Because if you just see him as a man and don't see him as the God who created everything, if you just see him as a prophet and don't see him as the one who stood on nothing and made everything, how can that? Our Jesus got to be big enough to keep you when you don't want to be kept. Our Jesus got to be big enough that when all hell break loose and the devil's trying to take you out, that he can stand between you and your trouble and tell, and tell the devil to behave himself and the devil would sit down, shut up, and play dead. Your Jesus got to be big enough that even if he don't take you out of trouble, he'll speak peace to you. And peace will come over you from the top of your head to the bottom. Take your time this week, man. Take your time this week. Heaven, Lord Jesus. Take your time this week. Did you know that your faith in him activates what he does for you? Let me say that again. He can only do what we trust him to do. It's not that his power is limited, but he acts on our faith to release his power in our life. And if we don't see him to trust him, then what he would do, he don't do 
because we don't go to him to allow him to do. Uh, y'all, somebody don't hear me. Somebody don't hear me. See, somebody's waiting for a change, but God is waiting on you to trust him for the change. And when you trust him good enough, God will bring about a change. See, somebody's trying to get some peace, but when you see him as your prince of peace, God will step in without taking you out of trouble, but peace will come. Believe me, I understand. I understand that, that when you see him as a baby, the concept of this human baby that is crying, that is, that is, that is, 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 is milking, that is, that is, that is using the bathroom, that's God. To be honest with you, from a human concept, can't wrap our minds around it. It takes the Holy Ghost to allow us to, to see beyond what our natural eyes see and peer into his spirit, hear his word. Watch him and say, there's something about this man named Jesus that is different than any other man. I, I, I think that there's something that's beyond his human being. And this must... Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, I believe that we receive Jesus and see Jesus by degrees. And, 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 and the degree comes by how much you seek him. How much we need him. I hate to say this, but some of us are satisfied where we're at. Because if we see any more of him, he may make us change. And let me tell you, Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. He will challenge every area of your life and make you do what you don't want to do. But let me tell you, until you're willing to do and change the way he wants you to change, you're going to be stuck with the Jesus that you see now. But also, let me help you out. The Jesus that you see now isn't big enough to keep you through what's coming down the pipe because God sometimes will put you in trouble. The Bible is not put together in a chronological order. It is put together categories. Let me explain. The first five books is called the Torah. It is the book of the laws. It is the books that Moses wrote. They explain God. They explain who God is. They explain his, his laws and the, the fall. And God's, it gives a picture of the way of salvation that God's going to make clear. But it explains that we live below what he requires. 
The next one is history. It shows God in action with the people that he picked. Not that he picked them, but he picked a man called Abraham who believed God so good that God said, if you believe me that good, I'm going to count it as righteousness. And in Genesis 18, 18, he said, I know you're going to teach your children after you, so I'm going to make a nation out of you. And who blessed you, I will bless. And who cursed you, I will curse. And out of that, he developed a nation of people. And, 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 and the history show how God dealt with human nature and how he loved them and how new human nature would come to him and leave him. Then the next one is, is called the, 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 the Psalms, which David writes. The, they are the song, they are the hymn book. They are poetry, poetry. And the poetry allows us to discover the insights of God. It gives us in song, it gives us in poetry, the insights, the ways of God. Then come the prophets. And the prophets is divided in major prophets, meaning that they're longer books, minor prophets. And Malachi just happens to fall at the end of the Old Testament before the New Testament starts. I said, the Old Testament gives enough shadow that the Jewish people was expecting something. Y'all don't hear me. But between Malachi and the coming of John the Baptist, there was no open prophecy. There was no word from God for 450 years. Let me tell you, we need to hear from God. Some of us haven't heard from God for too long. We've been going to everybody else to find out what God is up to. And you need to ask God for yourself. You need to get down on your face and say, Lord, I'm going to seek you till, you till you speak to my heart, till you change my heart. See, 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 that's why folks call 9 numbers socket hotline and get a yeah that's what it's about some people ask even church folks calling up 9100 call a psychic and they will give you a reading that's why we go into the horoscope can't miss the horoscope that's why we let people who who say call what well, this car said that's why we open up a fortune cookie and see what the fortune matter of fact let me, let me get it let me get in my heart we are always looking for somebody else to speak to us. At some point, you got to quit listening to folks speaking into you and get God to speak to you. God just don't speak to preachers and deacons. He speaks to every one of us. If you are a child of God, God will speak to Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Get it with God all by yourself. Sit there with the Bible open. Open up your mouth and pray and see if God. I think that sometimes God don't say nothing to get us hungry for him to say something. Hold on, wait a minute. Some of y'all, it's been too long to hear something. What's this, what's this, what's this? Number one, when he speak, 
He wants you ready to be obedient. Amen. God is not planning to, to speak, then we decide whether we're going to do it or not. He wants us to be ready to do what he says do, when he says do it, how he says do it. And sometimes God has to wait till we're so hungry. So starving to hear what? Oh, I'm talking to somebody. You in a situation that if God don't speak, you're gonna lose your mind. Some of us is in a situation, it's getting hot in here. Don't take off all your clothes, but you need to hear a word from what you talking about preacher there's some things that God is not going to allow nobody else to speak John the Baptist who comes on the scene and he doesn't act like nobody else he doesn't preach like nobody else matter of fact he's living in the wilderness but he is six months before Jesus and he is the forerunner of Jesus to prepare the way for Jesus. Our God is so awesome that he works in patterns. God is a ordered God. Watch this. The way he created the universe is ordered. The way he holds things together is orchestrated. Our God is so awesome that that uh, we can't we can't even understand how He does what He do. Colossians, Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter one. Colossians talk about Jesus, and I want you to see what it says. For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and he has transferred, translated, moved us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Now, know what I'm saying? Jesus is king. It's his kingdom. He said, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. Let me, let me stop right here and say this. Jesus was already king. He was already large and in charge. But he came down and became one of us for us because he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. That's love. Watch this, watch this. He is the image of the invisible God. And what that is saying is, is that if you want to see Jesus, if you want to see God, look at Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, he didn't just start showing God in the New Testament. But the manifestations of God in the Old Testament is the second person of the Godhead who is Jesus. I'll prove that in a minute. The firstborn of all creation. And what it means like that he has preeminence. He has, because of what he did, when God lifts him up, he brings him back to preeminence. 
For by him, all things were created. Well, by who? By Jesus. That's what it says. All things were created both in heaven and on earth. Listen what it says. Visible and invisible. Well, what did he say? He said, the angels and the demons was created by him. Go to the slides. Let me show you something. Something I stumbled upon. And I want you to see what, what scientists say. Scientists says that there are so many galaxies and stars in the universe that they, their telescopes can't reach the end of it. Our star, our sun, which is a star, is a medium-sized star. Okay? It burns at 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Its gravity pull holds the moon and earth in its orbit. Two degrees closer, we will burn up. Three degrees more away, we will freeze to death. It is perfectly ordered. Within our own galaxy are stars that will dwarf our, our sun. And all the time, what they are doing, they said the universe is expanding. Psalms 147 says this. God says that he created the stars. He has counted them and named them. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. If God has named every star that is named, that is created, that is still being, the universe is still being unfolded. Listen, he don't have to keep creating, but he set it up that explosions will take place and they're expanding themselves. And, 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 we, and, we, and we see Jesus, and we keep him in Bethlehem, when in that baby is the one who made all of this. Let me ask you, how big is your God? What situation? Listen, if God is so particular... That he names every star and called them by name. How much more is he involved in your everyday situation? What happens to you is not arbitrary. God knows every single thing about you. And many times what you go through is it the devil taking you through? Is God taking you through? Let me help you. If it wasn't for the trouble in my life, I wouldn't be where I'm at with the Lord. My trouble, my enemies, my heartache puts me down on my knees. I thank God that nobody came to the rescue because it made me turn to the one who has the power 
Are y'all don't hear me? See, some of you, if it wasn't for your trouble, you wouldn't be saved. Some of you, if God didn't step in on time. Wait a minute, wait. Some of y'all say that's, some, some, some of y'all say, but that's, 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 that's too much for me. Let's take it down. Let's go to the snowflakes. Bring up the picture of the snowflake. Look at it. Wait a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The snowflake is, is vapor. It's water and vapor that has crystallized. The atoms of the vapor that's in water has a negative and a positive attraction. That's what makes it symmetrical. That's a snowflake under a microscope so that you can see the crystallization of the snowflake. Keep on rolling it. Each snowflake is different, but symmetrical. Beauty in its design. God orchestrate that every stem is four and a half degrees away from one another because it repels it to that degree before it crystallizes. Every snowflake is different. If God pays that much attention to a snowflake, that's, that's gone in an instant. How much attention do you think that he's paying to you and your situation? Jesus didn't die for the snowflake. Jesus died for you. And he's working everything together. You just don't see the finished product yet. Our God is God. Our God is God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Show the man-made snowflake. You know, men always try to duplicate. They may not have it. There it is. I said, what's that ugly thing? A man-made snowflake? Let me make sure you hear that. That's a man-made snowflake. That's fake snow from a machine. God didn't do that. There's no order in it. Let me ask you, who you going to trust with your life? Man, go back to the beautiful one. Or God. I just want to know. Go back to the ugly one. Who you gonna trust? Man or God? Somebody said the man-made snowflake is a mess. See, when you run in your own life, guess what? It's a mess. Because that's the best we can do. But when you give it to Jesus, when you give it to the Lord, he will orchestrate. He'll move things in and out of your life. By the time he get done, it's a microscope. It's beautiful. It's artful. Won't he do it right? 
up, I can finish this. You may not see it yet, but God is working in the details of your life. If you let go and let go. You know what this shows me? You know what this shows me? God is a God of patterns. He's a God of patterns. And when we are obedient, the pattern of the outcome will be good. We're in the midst of the forming of it. So we don't understand it. But when we allow God to be God in our lives, he will repel that which don't need to be there. He will attract that which everybody can't go where you going. Let me say that. Everybody can't go where you going. There's some folks you got to let go of because they're going to mess up your blessing. They're not willing to go deep. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Let me talk to this side. See, the deeper God takes you, the fewer your friends going to be. Don't get mad when folks talk about you. Did you know that the blessing and favor of God brings trouble? Mary, you are highly favored. God has smiled on you. Mary, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And when he comes upon you, you're going to conceive. And it's going to be a holy thing. Mary, you're going to conceive the Savior that's going to save his people. Now, hold on. Joseph finds out she's pregnant, could have her stoned, but going to put her away in divorce. Hold on. Who told you? Because you blessed trouble won't find you. Sometimes the more blessed you are, the more trouble gonna come. I mean, right where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, and trouble comes right along with the blessing. Let me throw another one at you. Everybody can't stand you being blessed. <laughs> How can I say this? I'm just going to say it. There are folks in the family there are folks in that church family who don't want you to leave them. And they're not willing to change. I hate to say this, but sometimes you got to go by yourself. God will bring along folks that will come along aside of you. Listen, 
Don't miss your blessing by staying where other people are at. If God is calling you deeper, go deeper. Other folks won't like it or understand it, but if God is calling you, I'm telling you, don't miss your blessing, and God will hook you up with other folks. They got the same hunger, they got the same gut, where you can push each other deeper in the Lord. Listen, everybody that's talking in your ear ain't talking the right stuff. There's some folks who want you to be miserable just like Mary had to leave. Her hometown went to Elizabeth who has a miracle pregnancy just like she does. Who you have to leave in order to find somebody who who got the set, got something in common and is pushing deeper in the Lord. Watch this. This is how precious we are. Genesis 7:27 shows the creation of man. Genesis 2 and 7 shows the making of man. What's the difference? The difference is your body is made, but your spirit and your soul is created. Now watch this, because this is where we get confused. We think because our body wants something, that must be the way I'm made. The truth is there is a fault in your body but when you're born again that's the truth watch this God formed the body fashion it because that's what holds the body and he God imparted into man a part of himself so that man will walk with him. The only way that he could walk with God is that there's a part of God in him. The other animal was called up but was not breathed into. They are living souls, not living spirit. God is a spirit. So what God put into man is a spirit. Now, now watch this pattern. Watch this pattern. Watch this. Uh, CC. I try to find somebody not married, okay? God calls women, but wait a minute. Start right there. In Genesis 1:27, he made man with women in man. Same pattern. Let me show you. So when he wants her to walk with man, he reaches in man, form a body in her, then bring her back into where he pulled her out. 
Now watch this. When he looks at God, he sees God. When she looks at him, she sees the God that God put in him. When he looks at her, he sees the God that God put in her. And they all are walking with him. Hold on, hold on, watch this, watch this. He is up under God. She's up under him. Because he came out of God. She came out of him. Children come up out of her. So when the children look at them, they see God. As long as he keeps his eyes on God, she keeps her eyes on both. The children see in them God. And what God did in the first generation, when they get old enough, God walks with them. The most powerful verse in Genesis is that they were naked and not ashamed. Because they did not see each other physically. They saw each other spiritually. And then their souls connected. And then their body connected after they was committed in marriage. When she looked at him, she saw God. When he looked at her, watch this, watch this, watch this. They can't hardly stand it. You know why? Because when Adam disobeyed, self got in the way. The glory left. Watch this. Huh? Making a crap. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Let me tell you what's happening. I would sit in a room and I would explain this at a deeper level, and people would start crying. Why? Because our spirits know it's true. Yes. Yes. When your eyes are on yourself, you can't be open to the other one. When the sins of life has corrupted what's, what's, what you see about yourself, she, she can't look at him from seeing her. He can't see the glory of God in her from seeing himself. The only way you can correct the problem is to hook back took his hands out of God's hands. And the first thing he did other than hiding from God was throw her under the bus. It was that woman you gave me. Watch this, watch this. Now that you got men who don't want to cover, but you got women who don't want to be covered. 
Because it costs you something to submit to somebody else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry for making you cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God is a God of patterns. And when we walk in this pattern, it works. But in order to get in his pattern, you got to get in his face. And allow God to fix what is broken. Because let me tell you the truth. All of us are broken. It's not just the sin we committed, but it's the sin that happened to us. And when you've been hurt, there's some folks who care around hurts from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, stuck in a rut because they won't let Jesus, the baby, came not just to forgive us, but to give us the opportunity to be set free. Look what it said. He made everything. That baby in the manger is the same guy who said everything in order. Why? Donnie, come here. Canelo, stand up. Well, the first Adam jacked it up. I said, jacked you up. Jacked me up. Let's make it personal. Jesus. 2 Corinthians 15 says that second Adam came to fix it up. Listen, we are either in Christ or out of Christ. We either that self-made snowflake that was jacked up or we are allowing God to put us in order. Christ came and did for us what we could not do for ourselves. See, the wages of death. The wages of death. The wages of sin is death. And the first death is spiritual death. You think you know, but you don't know. I thought I knew. I didn't know. And even at being a Christian, it's not just being a Christian. If I want to walk in the full blessing of God, I have to order my steps after the Lord and the pattern that he has set, believing that God is going to work it, put it together at the end. Even when I don't want to, I still got to trust God enough that the part that I am now is not where I'm going to be. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Let me, let me finish this up. Let me wrap this up. I can't wrap it all up today. Let me wrap this up. Watch this. 
Some of you, what you don't understand is the investment that God has made in you. He made an investment in all of us. It cost God something to save you. Wait a minute. If God would be that tedious about a snowflake, don't you think he's that tedious about you? Let me help you out. Some of us are places where we don't fit. You know how I know you don't fit? Because nobody get blessed from you being where you at. When, 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 when God has set you in place, there is a joy about you doing what you do. Don't nobody has to force you to do it. You don't look like you sucking lemons when you do it. You are either going to attract folks or repel folks. And if everybody is running from you, maybe you are Maybe you need to find where you fit until you Listen, we don't set ourselves. Snowflakes do not make themselves. The suns in the orbit, they are set on a course. If God set them on a course, don't you think he has set you on a course? Listen, your joy is in you being and doing what God has called you to do. Your peace is not about the circumstances. It's about you finding where you fit, getting there, and doing it. Y'all, I know y'all tired of me. Let me bring it where, where I want it. First, I got to see where I want it. God is, is, is recreating in you and I what the first Adam messed up. All right. Amen. All right. Amen. But thanks be to God. Let me show you how, God is, how bad God is. God said, I love them enough not to trust what I'm going to do to nobody else. I love them enough to step down myself, to, 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 to humble myself, as Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, 6 says, and I, I, I love them enough to become a man, to become one with them. You know what? This is it. God sometimes hides himself to see if you're going to see who he is. Some of the things that we're going through is just a test to see if we're going to submit to what God wants us to be and do. Our problem is we're trying to figure out the end result. Did you know that the end result is God's business? Not ours. Our business is just to be obedient 
to the voice that God, listen, watch this. If I am right in track with everything else, but I am out of track in one area, I'm still out of track. I still mess up the blessing of God that God want to bless me with. This is the trouble. Not only do I mess up my blessing, I'm messing up other people's blessing. When you are not the blessing that you're supposed to be, you don't know how much damage you are doing. And most of the damage start with your own family. If, 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 if those that are closest to you can't see Christ in you, why do you think anybody else should? Where you at? The baby? In Bethlehem. I'm closing my Bible now. Well, what, what you talking about, preacher? It's how you see him. And how you see him allows you to, to submit to him. When you see him just as Jesus the man, it messes up how much you're going to trust him. But when you see him as the God who stood on nothing and called into existence everything, when you see him as the God who moves things out the way, bring things in, move things, people out the way, bring people in, tell the devil to behave, that will walk with you every step of the way. When you see him as owning your steps, when you see him that even when folks don't act right, God will still bless you anyway. When you see him that when one door closes, God will open up another door. When you see him that he loves you, that he loves you so much that he died on Calvary just for you. Will you see him, not just in the big things in your life, but he's involved in the little things in your life. Will you see him, that he sees the tears running down your eyes and say, peace be still. Will you see him, walk, he, will, he will rock you to sleep in the midnight hour. Will you see him, that when you can't sleep, he's not sleeping either but he's right there with you. When you see him, they say, hold on, my child. I'm not finished. I got a blessing for you. When you see him, that be, when things get harder, it's because the blessing is about ready to come. The devil can't stop what God's going to do. He's going to try to. He's going to make, make you give up. But hold on, hold on, your blessing is on its way. Hold on, hold on, God's not through blessing you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Watch this. Watch this. That preacher, it done got harder. Of course, it's going to get harder before the blessing comes. Why does it get harder? Because the devil sees what God is about ready to do in you, for you, through you. And the devil is afraid that you're going to tear up his kingdom. So the devil going to throw everything at you. But you know what you need to do. Fall on your knees. Call on the name of Jesus. Calling in the midnight hour. Calling in the new day. Calling all day long. Calling, 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 praising, praising, desperate. Wash up here. I'm holding on. I'm holding on till my change comes. I won't let go till you bless me. 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 Jesus in. The Bible says he's standing at the door of your heart. Of your heart knocking. And he said, if you let me in, I'll give you peace. If you let me in, I'll give you joy. If you let me in, 
I'll make a change in your life. If you let me in, the question is, have you allowed Jesus, the one who created everything, not baby Jesus, but Jesus, who is God, have you let him in your heart? Today, I got preachers that will pray with you, talk with you. Come on. Come on. Let him in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 